Albert were the first club in Scottish football history to score from a spot kick, but last week they were unhappy about a penalty of a different kind. The Lanarkshire-based outfits were hit with a £500 fine and docked three points for fielding an ineligible player. They admitted they'd made a mistake, but an honest one too. The punishment saw club secretary Peter Higgins take to social media to outline just what it meant to a club that is one of the oldest in Scotland. This week, Peter joins us on the show and tells us why the decision left him close to walking away from the game after over 30 years at the club. He also explains why he believes clubs who stray should be treated differently, particularly as they deal with the effects of Covid. Royal Albert were named after a boat in 1878, but Peter tells us why he was never keen to steer the ship away from the juniors and into the West of Scotland League. We also take a look back at how it all began for Peter, who is one of those many guys football at this level just needs. All that plus in a new slot, we look back at last weekend's lower league scores from north to south and west to east with Tayport's head of communications, Pete McElhaney. It's all here as we go down the divisions. Good to have you along as we take a look at Scotland's lower leagues. Well, this week we have friend of the show, but as we heard last week, no friend of Stuart Miller's, Des Roach, back as our guest co-host. Good to have you with us, Des. Uh, I can't believe you'd upset Stuart like that. I would never upset Stuart. Um, I wouldn't say he was a friend of mine. I mean, he's <laughs> he spoke to me maybe with two words in a passing at some point. Um, but when I heard I was getting slandered and, and, <laughs> and absolutely slaughtered for uh, an allegation that Montrose beat his team 8-1, to one, um, I thought Clyde 1 was a radio station and no a scoreline. <laughs> <laughs> However... However, the the very hospitable and uh, mannerly man, Mr. Mr. Miller, I sent him a, a very stern text message saying how uh, I felt very aggrieved and I would have to take it forward. Uh, but we we resolved it. We resolved it. Uh, and absolutely not. Stuart's a tremendous football man. He's had tremendous <coughs> roles within the within the game of Scottish football. Uh, he's very revered and he. Definitely, it's all my respect, and uh, I would like to think after our cordial exchange, <laughs> we're, we're, we're friends. And uh, put it this way, I never conceded eight goals, did I? Well, you're following in, uh, you're following in his footsteps this week after a, a, a top performance from Stuart last week. Top, top performance. So no pressure tonight, Des, to fill those shoes. No, it's do- big shoes, big shoes to fill, big shoes to fill. Uh, quick word for our sponsors: Media Agency Forty Four Creative. Not only do they have photographers, graphic designers, videographers, and video editors to help promote your content, brand, organization, or event, they now offer website services too. They make creation personal, and they'd love to hear from you. Find out more at www.44creativehq.com, and we'll include that link in the show's description on your podcast player too. Back to the show, and please do keep your comments and suggestions for guests coming. If you're a club in the lower leagues looking for more exposure, we'd also like to hear from you. Our email address is downthedivisions at gmail.com. That's downthedivisions at gmail.com. Or you can contact us through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. 
I'm Adam Hopes, co-manager of Drumchapel United, and you're listening to Down the Divisions. Royal Albert Secretary Peter Higgins is on the show this week. Thanks for being with us, Peter. No problem. Thanks very much for asking me. I appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll chat some more in a moment, but before we do, we've got the Down the Divisions decider. We'll give you four clues for a particular club from SPFL League One down, then reveal the answer at the end of the show. Right, we'll bring you both in on this. No answers at this point. Keep your answers till the, uh, till the end of the show, as I say. This week, I'm looking for the club that has a leaf on their club badge. One of their former players was a member of the Famous Five and is the only player to have won league titles with three different clubs. Their ground is in the vicinity of two SPFL Premiership club grounds. And another ex-player is Hamish McAlpine. Don't, oh. all, shout, don't all shout at once, yeah? I'm not be shouting at all. I don't think I'm trying to think. And that's that's a, that's a new one for me. <laughs> Des, any idea? I think the Hamish McAlpine one might have done it. Right, we'll find out the answer at the end of the show. My name's Chris Strain and I'm the Conan Rangers manager. You're listening to Down the Divisions. Royal Albert Club Secretary Peter Higgins joins us this week. Well, Peter, I guess um, I guess we're as well starting with the news the club announced last week. Um, and it's probably maybe a good idea if you perhaps give the listeners a rundown of, of exactly what happened, first of all. Hi, well, um, last, I think it was Thursday, we we done a, a, a Zoom meeting with the disciplinary uh, for the registration and um, disciplinary committee for the for the league. Um, and uh, what happened was that um, we had they'd accused us of uh, playing a player who was um, prior uh, suspended. So what we what had happened was um, it was suspended. And we played him as a trialist. But in fact, the first game we were supposed to play him, we didn't play him as a trialist because he knew he was suspended. So we didn't play him. Then we signed him the following or two days later. And then we played him because we thought that thing was there. So the whole the whole nuts and bolts of it was that a player cannot serve a suspension if he's not attached to a club. So that means primarily that a player can play three games as a trialist with two or three different teams, even although he's got suspension hanging over him. So he can only, that was our mistake, and we put our hands up to it. It was a genuine mistake that we made that um, we played them. It wasn't the fact that we were trying to get out the suspension. We'd actually, the only fault that we did was that we played them on the wrong date. You know, we didn't use it, we didn't wait till we signed them before we suspended them. And once we found that out, we held our hands up and that was it. You know, we just said, well, that's fair enough. That's, we've made a mistake and that, and, and that there. So on the meeting, they said that later on on the, the Friday, they would send us a, the, the outcome of the meeting. You know, so we got a, an email in from the next day to say that the outcome of the meeting was you're deducted three points and fined £500. Right. So once I picked myself off the floor, um. I'm thinking to myself, how can that be right? I mean, apparently it is right because it's in the Constitution that that is, um, if you read it right into the nitty gritty of it, that's the standard thing for that now. My, my, my thing was, 
Um, it's not the fact that we didn't put our hands up to it. We did, and it was our first offence. And also as well, in all the years I've been involved with the Albert, we've never, ever been involved with disciplinary or registration issues. Never once in all the years. And you've been involved um, a long and you've been involved a long time, Peter? Over thirty year. Over thirty year. And uh, and that's what I said to them um when we were, you know, you put your case forward and all the rest of it and they said that. Um so as I said, m- my problem was I, th- I just think that the, the punishment didn't 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 fit the crime sort of thing. You know. And when I asked them about it later on, they said, Well, that's the standard thing. It's your fault for no following the rules, it's your fault for doing this. You had the chance to to uh, ask questions about the disciplinary thing when they were setting up the constitution earlier in the season. All these things is fair enough. But I just think in this time when we're when 18 months out with COVID, the clubs have got no they're suffering financially for a thing like that. And as I said, it's I just think it was over the top. You know, if it's the three points is fair enough. I, I can't argue with that. Um, but the five hundred pound for a club like ours is is has got consequences, and I did say that to them. So just now we've came an agreement with the league that we'll pay it back a hundred pound a month. And that's what we're doing now. So, um, but as I say, that I, I just feel that um, for what the what the, the thing was that the, the punishment was over the top, and especially in these day and age, I know they've got to have rules, and I know. Um, we've all got to stick with the rules. But to me, in this, the way we are just now, there's got to be a, a, a modicum of common sense and a modicum of, you know, um, treating ad- individuals, you know, as, a, as an individual thing uh, rather than this. I mean, the way I'm thinking, if, if we get fined sure. £500 for, register, for, signing, for playing an unregistered players, what these other teams going to get? The two, the two teams that are waiting for fighting at the side of the park and mm-hmm. on the pitch, what's going to happen to them, you know? Um, but again, as I said, so so that's where we were. That's where we were with that. Um, and then on top of that, on Saturday we got humped in one. So that was <laughs> that put the tin helmet on that week, you know, for that as well. Um, I'd also like to say that, that the support we've got for other clubs has been absolutely brilliant. You know, I can't thank them enough. Every every person I spoke to, they've sent me messages and things like that. I've been in fully support of what we're trying what we're trying to do. You know what we were trying to um, to say to the league about a wee bit of common sense and a wee bit, of, you know, using a wee bit of savvy, especially in these day and ages. Well, just now we're all trying to get back on our feet. You know, um, even the two or three clubs had offered us to pay, offered you know, to give us money to help to pay towards it, but we never we never took that because I don't think that that's no the mm-hmm. way to do things. You know, but I, I do appreciate it. So I just like fantastic. To, that's a fantastic gesture. Yeah, I mean, the, as I say, they've been great with us. Um, I think, I think because it's the size of your club, people kind of relate to it a bit more than if it was one of the bigger clubs, and they know what five hundred pound means to us. And what disappoints me is, is that the guys that are sitting on the committee were ex-junior guys, and they know your club, and they know the struggles that we go through, and many other clubs go through, um, just to make ends meet. And I just think. Personally, it had been the three points, and the five hundred pound had been like a deferred for a year, and something like that. Then fair enough, I wouldn't have any problem with that, you know. But it does say in the in the, the, the regulation book that, that it does say three games and five hundred pounds. But I just think three points. 
three points and and five hundred pound. That's what it that's what it says in in the regulation. And is that and is that new, Peter? But just before we bring Des in a bit more, is yeah. is that new? Is that new since uh, since it's become the West of Scotland League? Yes. Yeah. Well, it was carried over. It was carried over. They said the league said to us it was carried over from last season. That it was in, in there for last season, you know. And maybe it is our fault for no reading the books and reading the the, the nitty gritty and the you know the, the the small print and things like that. Maybe it is our thing, but it still doesn't get away from the fact that the way football is just now to 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 to, to push out a fine of that size just to any club. I'm not just saying about Royal Albert, but any club just at this day and age for for something as as minor. No, it's no minor, but you know I mean. It, it, it didn't affect it in um, the result of the game. Um, we tried. We we actually suspended the guy. We just put him in the wrong day. That was all, you know. So I think we were due a wee bit of leeway and a wee bit of sympathy towards what it happened. Again, we put our hands up right away as soon as we knew we'd done it, you know. So um, it's not. It wasn't very nice. I must admit. I, I felt like chucking it after seeing that, you know. Yeah. Um, Peter, was, I'll... sorry. Sorry, I. Listen, I completely understand. I mean, I know every club's fighting for every penny they can, particularly having this amount of time after COVID and having no crowds and sponsorship money going out. Um, and I'm going to play a wee bit of, a wee bit of devil's advocate here. Um, and it's really just to, to sort of unravel things and, and say I, I'm fully supportive. Well, we understand. I think the the £500 levy against Royal Albert's very extensive because it's... It's, it's in the current climate where revenue is tight. Um, but who should do the sorry? Who should do the due diligence on that? Should it be the club? Should it be the players? Should the player oh, no, come to you and say that? By the way, I've got a suspension carrying over, um, right. and I know it's only in a pre-season friendly. However, we then come to league games. I mean, there is a wee bit of a, a wee bit of a chess match there, isn't there? Yeah. There's a wee bit of sort of things that are moving around. Nowadays, I think I, I mean we've got to, we put our hands up and said it was our mistake. You know, I mean it's our fault for no checking or for that we've never had that situation before. So um, some of the the rules have slightly changed a wee bit with the West of Scotland League and the SFA now. They all take different parts in the same thing. But primarily, you're right. What you said, it's up to us to make sure that we follow the rules, and I'm fully aware of that. And as I say, that's why we put our hands up. We didn't make any excuses. We didn't say, oh, but this is not making it. It was our fault for not doing it. My argument is, is, and it will always be the same, I just think the, the fine outweighed the the, the, the crime. That time. Yeah. I, think, I think that was it. I, don't, I, I appreciate we've got to have rules, we've got to have regulations, we've got to have that, but we've also got to have a wee bit of empathy and a bit of common sense as well. Or, no, I totally agree. It's, it's, um, or we're not going to get anywhere. Um, the league was. This was supposed to be a new shiny dancing new league. You know, we moved for the juniors to this west of Scotland, and we didn't play last year because of the COVID. Um, but some of the things, I'm, I'm. There's no all shiny and all dancing to me. You know, I think there's a lot of improvement that can be done with the league. But that's that's not just sour grapes. That just, I think that. But it's a new league, so they'll be making mistakes as far as, and we'll get there eventually. I know we will. But um, I, I going back to the original. I it was. I mean, we should have done it ourselves. It was our mistake, and we put our hands up to it. At the end of the no. day, that we did. I think that's. I think that's. But also, then, if you look at the sort of judicial side of of things within Scotland, if you put your hands up and say, "Sorry, right, my my error," then you should be treated 
bit more leniently or go, right, okay, you've you've admitted it the first offence. And as you said, you've had no issues prior to this and any time throughout your time at Royal Albert. So if you say, well, okay, the three points and then maybe defer the fine going forward, I think that potentially would have been a a, a sensible resolution. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we played a, a, a player and we knew he was suspended and we've stru- we're struggling for players and we sneak him in and we get found out for it, fair, fair do is we put our hands up and say, well, we took the risk and we didn't do it. You know, we done it and that was it. But this was, a, I think, it's a, t- a different matter altogether. You know, I, I just think there should have been a bit of empathy and a bit of common sense um, through, the dis- through the discussions um, about it. You know, I don't know where they got the 500, where they got the figure of 500 pound from. I don't know if this is one of the SFA's things because we are linked into the Lowland League and into the SP, the SFL thing. Then maybe they're that's what they get in the second division or the first division. I don't know if that's if that's the case, if that's where they get their guidance from. But if that is the case, then we're no we're no financially in the same pool as first division and second division clubs. You know, we're not, we're not even in the same pool as the, the junior, some of the top, so I nearly said junior clubs there, the whole lot <laughs> um, the top, you know, uh, WSFL clubs, you know, we're not even in that league. But that's not to say that we need to pay, you know, that we need to uh, obey the same rules. But I just think, as I said, going back to myself, a bit of common sense and a bit of empathy could have been shown. Um, and I think it would have helped the league as well. Because as I said, I've had over well, well over a hundred messages to support for your club, you know, and I, I don't think a hundred people can be wrong in what they're, you know, the way they think, you know. So no, I totally, I totally agree with you, and I think any any sane-minded football person in the west of Scotland and, and the whole of Scotland would realise the the level of club and the level of income that you're that you're bringing in, and is. <laughs> As hard as it is to say and say I've got every sympathy for Peter and, and Royal Albert and the situation they find themselves in, the only thing that, that I can see, and I'm sure it's a it's a legislative thing, is if Royal Albert get away with it, what then prevents more financially stable clubs maybe doing things like that and going, Well, we can afford to pay five hundred pounds to be to be to, to be financed and we go, well, do you know what, we won a game, but we'll pay that. Because let's let's be honest, we all know that there are clubs out there who, who can take that financial hit and it's maybe a drop in the ocean to them. But for provincial clubs and clubs that are trying to uh, help young guys progress their career and be a focal point for the community and, and try and harness people, um, that that that's maybe one thing that I could say, well... It's maybe harsh to Royal Albert, but maybe not harsh to Club X. But I think I think um, we're all we've all come under the same rules and regulations. There's there's no there's no doubt that. But I, what I'm, what my my issue, as I said, was it was a first offence. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and it's the same with any club. I think any club who who has done this, uh, you know, their first time. I just think five hundred pound is harsh for a first time offence. For any club, not just talking about Royal Albert. My, my concern is, and that's why I've been in touch with other clubs, is to let them know what happened to us, so that it doesn't happen to them. Because people, a lot of mm-hmm. people I spoke to weren't aware of the trialist thing, that the trialist can play while he's suspended, but as soon as you, you sign him, that's when his, his suspension starts. Starts. A lot of people, because they check up with the guy, you know, they check up and they say, Was, um, you suspended? No, I'm all right, I'm, I'm suspended. All right, we'll leave you out. And then, you know, they go and play him. But as I said, 
ignorance isn't an excuse. Now we know, then that's fair enough. So if we do the same thing again, as you were saying earlier, then a suspended £500 should kick in then because we've done it twice and we've no learnt for mistakes. And I don't have an issue with that. It was just the initial thing of three points and, and £500 for a first offence. Yeah. Um, I just think that was a bit a bit strong. Well, I know it's, in my opinion, it is a bit strong, you know, for, for a, a club. And if they are gauging it on the second and first division teams, then that's no fair gauging it on us because we're not in the same uh, financial bracket as their teams. Even although £500 a lot to some of the other teams in the second division as well, I'd imagine, you know, so... That was my only thing about it, is, is that I just think that if a modicum of um, common sense and a wee bit of empathy has been shown, then, you know, this we could have reached that an, an amicable agreement, you know, of what we were saying, you know. Peter, in, Here, in, terms of, in terms of £500, Peter, I mean, just for, for, again, for maybe listeners who don't know Royal Albert, tell us what 500 being denied £500 to Royal Albert, right. I mean, you, you, you put it in your in your statement I saw last week, Theoretically, that could be no training for the next few weeks. I mean, well, maybe kind of maybe expand on that a little bit more. Well, it costs it costs us 160 pounds a week for training, right? For two two nights, two two hour sessions, 160 pounds. For to put a game on, it costs us 190 pounds. So if you've got um, eight nights training, and then you get two games, you're talking about well, nearly over a thousand pounds. So 500 pounds is half of that. So that could mean the difference between us training maybe once a week or, in fact, maybe no training at all for a month just to get this thing paid off and things like that as well. Um, because our gate money doesn't even cover, most of the time it doesn't even cover the cost of the referee. You know, I can give you the name and the address of the people who come to watch us. You know, that's how little we get to come to watch us. You know, I've noticed as well there's not as many travelling supporters now as well. For some of the, the bigger teams, I call the bigger teams that come to see, there's usually maybe half a dozen of them come, the rest it's all committee and things like that. Now, that might be because of the COVID. It could be a whole load of things. But £500 is a lot of money to us. You know, it is a lot of money for us. And, and just, to, as I say, just to put that into kind of context for us, you know. Um, but as I said, we'll, 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 we'll get there. You know, we will we'll pay it and have to pay it. But... I just wish that, that as I say, the, the, the league could have a wee meeting or just something to say, right, we'll need to have a wee look at this because of the circumstances we're under and have a thing in it to say first offenders deducted three points and, say, £250 suspended for a season and put that... I think that would be... I think that'd be fair. I mean, if you look at of any, is, so. any court, again, if you look at any court system in the country, you look at it's a first offence and etc. Um, if you've done that previously, then yeah, you would like to think that, that common sense would prevail, right. and particularly but, given the financial circumstances that you guys need to lay out, just to put on training, just to put on a game, and the numbers you get through the numbers you get through the door, um, yeah. it's it's got a devastating effect. And I think if you put that pro rationally against larger clubs. Then I think you would probably see a, a bigger kickback as well if you if you went to one of the, the more attended clubs and said, Well, we're going to take X amount off you pro rata, then I'm sure they would I'm sure they would say the same. But again, what what they did say to my to my answer to was that these are issues that you could have brought up prior to the season starting. You know. Um 
the, the, everybody had the chance to speak to the, the disciplinary committee. They'd all the chance to put you th- uh, putting things up for talk at the, when they were setting up the constitution, which is fair enough, and we never done it. So, but I would just like to think going forward, maybe that's something we can look at doing, you know, to make it a, 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 a what's the word I'm looking for, an easier, better, you know, for everybody. As I say, it's not just for us. But, but, but if, again, I know Des has had a go at playing devil's advocate. If I said to you, I'm driving tomorrow, I break the speed limit, I'm caught, I'm, I'm caught speeding. They, 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 don't, they don't give my fine based on my income against what Des's income might be. It's, it's, it's a set fee all the time. So I guess the, the counter argument could be there could be officials out there saying, well, you know, one fine should fit all. But that's a, You've just stole that for me, Gareth. Yeah, but that, that's, that, that's just not a court of law. This is this is you know semi-professional football supposed to be enjoyable where clubs try to build things up as you said on the com- in the in the community with you know um, the whole point of the league is the, the whole point of the league in my opinion is to help the clubs and to to show a bit of sympathy towards the clubs. Of course, they need to set rules and regulations. I, I put my hands up to that. But also as well, especially during the pandemic, and we're still going through it. There's a lot of clubs. No, had games off and all the rest of it. And no, there's no. I would. I don't know about other clubs, but for us, I say to you, there's not as many people coming. Don't want to come out now. Um, so we're still going through that. So I would just like to think they would show a wee bit of empathy towards the clubs. As I say, that's what the committee is there for, or the league's there for, to help yeah. the clubs and to think. Now I know they may have helped us by saying, right, you don't need to pay it all at one time. But um, I still feel there's a bit of there's a bit of leeway for us for the for the committee to show a bit more common sense uh, that's do you think do you think this could be maybe a, a downfall the fact that they've left the so-called juniors and went to the the professional league the fact that it's a as gareth just alluded to there um if you caught speeding then my fine's the same as your fine's the same as the next person's fine do you think it's a it's maybe a difference now that you're all under the one umbrella and being professional and it's just a it's a one strike hit for for everyone yeah, all I mean, definitely is. I mean, the, the fines and the thingies are a lot more than what it was for the juniors. You know, um, it definitely is. And also, as I, say, as I said, we've moved for the juniors to a semi-professional, professional league, which is a step up, you know, for, from what we were doing at the juniors. But the juniors had a set structure that you knew was there and, and all the rest of it. You used to get the wee things that now that said if a player gets sent off for this, it was, it was a £20 fine in one match ban. But what happens now is even although the, the SFA gave that boy a one-match ban, the guy that was suspended, right? So that was them finished with it. But this was the league that imposed this on us. So you're getting it for both sides. You know, you're getting your suspension and then you're getting the, 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 the three points deduction and the the financial penalty as well, you know, which is fine. The boy served his, his, his suspension and that's it. The three points, as I say, that is. But as I said, my, my thing is, isn't it? is the amount of money and why it couldn't have been just suspended for a season. And if we do it again, we've no qualms. You know, we put our hands up and say we're stupid enough to do it again and we've not learned the lesson. Who, um, was, uh, who, 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 who was the player, Peter? Uh, it was a boy called Kyle Hamilton. And, and, and it may be, I'm not saying he should have known, but I, I guess when you took him to the club, like he knew that he was. Did, did he know that he was suspended? Yes, he told, yeah. Before we signed him and played him as a trialist, and he told you, oh, I'm, "I'm suspended." I said, "Right, that's fine. We'll, we'll leave you at a game, right?" 
and then we signed him, I think it was two days later, and we played him on. Um, and then they get two yellow cards his first game, his first game playing for us. And that, that's what flagged it up. If, it hadn't, if that hadn't happened, it wouldn't have flagged it up. So that flags it up with the SFA. All the all the suspensions go to the SFA now. I think everywhere it goes into the SFA. There's this big thing they've got, computer they've got, and it goes into them now. So everyone gets passed on to them, you know, um, for that. And as I said, it flagged it up, and then they, they told us about it, you know, and that's when it started from, you know. Well, um, so. I know from the I know from the brief time the brief time that we were at Coburnie when we were playing um, that we were told by the committee that any any suspensions, any players, they told us the fines and they told us the way things racked up and it was like a progressive a progressive yep. fine structure. It, it, it did seem pretty severe. Yep. The clubs are not bringing lots of money. They used to send you a, 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 a handout thing that you'd put up the dressing room wall and it would tell you A1, A2 and what, this is, what the, the, the thing was, whether it was um, serious foul play, violent conduct, so A1, A2, and then next day it would tell you the number, the, the cost of the fine, and how many games you're suspended from. You know, yeah, that, 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 yeah. The, most restrooms had that up in the um, up in the wall, and certain players would carry it about with them because they needed it more. They needed it more than anybody else. You know, <laughs> I'm sure you. I'm the thing sure that, that is. No, kid me, no, no chance. The thing, the thing that I was really in. We were told uh, as a management team that um, it was social media, that no players, management, etc. were allowed to put anything on any form of social media because that would be really clamped down on by the by the Western Scotland League because they're also under the auspices of the SFA. Um, so we were saying to our players all the time, whether you win, lose or draw, you cannot, cannot go on and and berate anybody or say anything slanderous or vent your feelings. Yeah, um, so it's, 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 it's really a minefield now. It's the same just now, especially where, you know, all these, um, you know, things that are going on just now, the issues that are going on just now, you've got to be very, very, we said to our boys at the start of the season, you know, there's things said in the park, you'll know this, there's guys, things said in the park at the heat of the moment, which five, six years ago was just there. But now if you do that, then that's you, you know, you can forget your season. You know, certain things are said. And again, the SFA, you get a report to the referee, you'll report you to the SFA, they'll deal with it, and then they'll pass you on to the West of Scotland League. So you're going to get two things. So all our boys were told, it's the same with our group chats, all the group chats and things like that now that come under with Royal Albert's name on them, you've got to be very careful what's on them. And everybody's been told that, that they cannot put anything on that years ago was looked looked at as a joke or whatever it is. It's just you can't do that. And that's fair enough. It's 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 amazing. And that's and that's makes the game better and it makes everybody better. And I, I, as I say, I don't have a I don't have a problem with that, you know. When we were when we were at Coburnie, we had uh, we've also got a, a players chat, but they've got their own players chat as well. So we were only partial to to lots of it. But we just we always reiterated you cannot see anything because it only yeah. takes one guy maybe who's disgruntled that he's not playing. He can take a screenshot or something, send it to a pal and it all of a sudden you've got no control over that. Yeah. Um so I think clubs need to be very, very careful. Well I, I mean there are doing certainly the clubs now, as I said, I think I said before on one of my things, my rants <laughs> that um everybody needs to know the rules now. 
you know, because it's so complicated and it's so there's so many minefields out there for clubs to get caught out like we did, you know, over a, a simple thing like that. Um, and there's a whole load of things that, that's there as well, you know, that, that weren't there with the juniors. Um, that's a bad word now. You can't use the word juniors. Um, if you're talking to the guys in that, that committee, you can't, because I say to them, I say, look, in the juniors, we never, and somebody interrupts me and says, by the way, we're not in the juniors now, you know, so. But I was only saying the juniors because that's my point of reference. You, 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 said, you said earlier, Peter, that you felt like chucking it. Aye. Uh, obviously, you didn't. T- t- tell us tell us why you didn't. Because it's Royal Albert. You know, when um, for 30 years, you can't just chuck it away for 30, after 30 years. And um, Plus, there's another guy who works with me, Donald, Donald Campbell, and I wouldn't do it to do it to, to him either. Plus, all the boys as well who work hard and we might not be the best team in the world, but they're good, honest boys and they deserve, you know, to be given a chance and it's it's just it's it's as I say after 30 years it would take a long time it would take something and that that I must admit it did it was I just felt a, a kick in the a kick in the teeth with that fine and it did I said to Donald about it and we we're talking about it what were we do here and he was as upset about it as I was you know um, but again you know what it's like you give yourself five minutes five ten minutes to think about something then you start thinking well wait a minute what can we do what can we do this and so, but no, that's it because it's 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 my it's my club, you know. Um, that's so. what you say. That's the that's the that's the commendable thing. It might not be Manchester United, Liverpool, Barcelona. It's it it, it it's your team. That's your team, and that's where your loyalties lie, and that's where your your passion lies. So I think it's very commendable that you've you've stayed on. You've taken your your five minutes of thought and went right. Okay, how do we fix this? And that's why. Some like this, hopefully folk, the other clubs will listen to it and, and take heed for what happened to us so that it doesn't happen to them, you know, because there's take the lights in your mains, probably the same financial boat as ourselves. If it happened to them, some other, some or other, the so-called smaller clubs, you know what I mean? As I said, that could have severe consequences for certain clubs, you know, some of the smaller clubs. I mean, there's there's a few clubs struggling just now to, to keep going, you know, and uh, I wouldn't like to think it was something like that that would sense a club out the game, you know, I just wouldn't like it. But as I said, it's, it's, um, we've had, I've had over 30 years yet, so it's, um, the judge only gave me 20 years. But t- <laughs> <laughs> your, your wife, your wife, your wife must be very forgiving. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, listen, my wife helps me on a Saturday. She does the, the I used to call it hospitality, but the way she talks to them, it's a stability. Um, she does with them, and she does <laughs> she does the gate as well, you know. So she and my daughter helps as well, and, and not so much now because obviously with the COVID and that we can't do things like that. But no, they're all part of it as well, you know. They're all part. part. How, how, how many tellies have you kicked in in thirty years? <laughs> oh, what too many tellies? She, if I could, I could, I can, I can't cross a foot with, but I can cross a telly. <laughs> <laughs> It was, uh, listen, it is what it is. See, when you're at our level, you, re- you know what you're wanting to do and you know you've got to have the patience. Like just now, take this season. We're rebuilding this season, right? Because we freed all our players last um, 18 months ago. We let them up because someone wanted to go and play football somewhere else. And it's no fair to keep the boys tied like that. So when we started this, we were looking for 18 to 20 new players. 
And that isn't easy to get 18 or 20 players of a decent quality that can you know, hold their own in, that, in this new league. Also as well, the thing that really hurt us was the under-20 development league starting. Because that was our pool where we used to get into. And we were always known as getting young boys, giving them a chance and pushing them on. The likes of Paul Maxwell at Ashfield, the boy McLardigan, uh, he played with Peter Sill. Um, guys like that came to us at first and then they played with us for half a season or a se- then they moved on. And they done, and that's what we were known for. you know. So when that, that, that um, pond isn't there, then obviously it's it's a bit of a struggle for us to get the players that we need. But as I said, we spoke to the manager and he's we've got three years to, to start to build again. This year's just a, a season for building the foundations for the next two seasons and then we, we we try and add things on to it, you know, for the next couple of seasons. Linked into that, you've obviously been deducted these three points. Uh You've played eleven games. You got you had one point. I think one point. I yes. think you had fifty goals conceded. You're effectively now on minus two. Is is because of what you've just said there as well? Because of the whole conference system and everything that you throw into the mix and this kind of the the gap between sort of the teams, the spread of teams you're playing, if you like. Is 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 it very much a, not that the points don't matter right now, but is 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 this a sort of a transitional season and? And effectively, what will be will be this season? You oh, get right. season definitely. next definitely. season. Definitely, this is a transitional season. I mean, in thirty year, I must we must have built about ten, eleven teams for scratch in the, the years, you know. And uh, as I said, it is very much a transitional season for us this year. We're trying to get if we can get eight or nine, ten players out of this lot we've got just now, and then build on it for next season. Add some more players to it. And then we'll get to where we want we, we want to be. We're realistic enough to know we don't pay wages at the Albert. We don't pay money, or we don't pay. The boys get their travelling expenses and that. Um, but we're realistic enough to know that we are where we are, and it's not a lack of ambition. It's a bit of reality, you know. We have to, and we start building. Um, this season's a building. We say to Stuart Stuart Thompson, the manager, and the guy, the other guys that come in. All our coaches are all young young guys, you know. Um, first first jobs with the going the juniors again. First job at a kind of higher level, you know, um, and they're doing brilliant. It's frustrating for them with it, 11, 12 injuries through the season as the season started, and terrible hit with injuries and long term injuries. But to be fair to the boys, they come every week, they, they play their hearts out every week, and as I said, it is what we are where we are, and there's no no pressure on Stuart or that. Obviously, we want to see an improvement as the season goes on, but we're not going to be saying to him, right, you at the door because we've no won eight games in a row and things like that. We know, we're, and as I said, we've got the experience. Donald and I have got the experience of doing this before. We've done it with Jamie, with Jamie Nisbet. We said to Jamie when he came, he took care of the manager's job, you've got three years to build a team. And we were lucky enough, we've done it in a year and a half, and then we won the league, you know? Um, so, as I said, that, that's that's... That's it. So we've done it before and we're capable of doing it again. And and you were asking me that, why do you do it? Because we won the league. And that's why you do it. I think um, I think what you're saying there is absolutely fantastic. You're saying you're giving a manager a three-year plan. Uh, I don't think many clubs would be in a position to do that. And obviously Jamie done tremendous yeah. um, in what he delivered for you. But if you look at the league you're in, in Conference B, 
I mean, you're in with some big hitters in there. Oh, you know yourself, when you start a season, you look at the league and you say to yourself, realistically, how many points do you think we should have when you're playing the likes of Rainfrew, Gart Cairns, Canvish Line. Canvish Line were brilliant on Saturday against this. I mean, I can't even take it. We Paul's got a cracking team down there and he's got experience all through the team plus a good mixture of young boys in his team as well. They're a really good team. St Caddox, who are the first team in here, brilliant team as well. Great football team. It's a pleasure to watch them. They Again, they've got a mixture of uh, experience and young players in it there. It's great to watch teams like that, you know. Um, but again, we are where we are. And as I said, there's no point, as you say, kicking tellies every so. It's, we, are, we know what's coming. We know we're going to take some hard knocks. But that makes the good times better, you know. Um, and if that's what you have to do, then we move on and we start to build again, you know. Well, if you if you said if you can keep a, a a nucleus of maybe eight to ten players from this year's squad who have had the experience of playing against you, St Caddox and Canvas Langs and Gart Cairns and Renfrew and the surprise package are dear this year who have done tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um, then that's always good. You've got a nucleus of squad to move forward with next year. Yep. Uh, but again, a three year plan. You've done your first year. You've done an apprenticeship. Revisit it next year and then build build the year after. So I think uh, I think Stuart, I think the gaffer's got a, a good base to build from, and if yeah. you can get local young talent coming through there, then hopefully Royal Albert will be in a better place for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, this year we've um, as as now we've got three three coaches and the manager. Um, we've got a sports scientist guy coming in now as well, who's at university and parties course was to take on a, te- a you know, a, to do a, a, a kind of project thing on a team. So he's coming on now and he's giving us all this, you know, the new fancy training that they do now with the, all this kind of thing as well. We've got a new, a new physio. We've now got a media girl that's coming in doing the media stuff as well. So all that stuff off the park is something we've never had before. So that's a progress for us, you know. So it takes some of the pressure off the likes of myself and Donald. You know, so we don't need to do some of the things that we were actually doing, because we're doing everything. You know, I mean, there's only the two years. We've only got a two-man committee. So you just know yourself what it's like trying to do it, in a, especially a home game on a Saturday when you're, you know, you need about 10 pair of arms and all that just to try and get, get things done what you want to do. But as I said, all these things are a progress for a club like ours. You know, and I think that, and to be fair, my, the biggest thing I like about it is, is the boys. You know, they come to training on a Monday and a Wednesday night, they give their all, they give their all on a Saturday, and that's all we can ask for, you know, and they, they will get better. The results, I know it's, uh, Saturdays was a, a kind of a blip, a, a wee bit back away, but the rest of the results, we're beginning to get more into the game, we're playing a good half, a bad half, and things. but that's because we've got a team full of young boys, and you're going to get that with young guys, you know, especially at this level when they're up against you know, the, the, a lot more experienced guys that, that, and the teams that, that you're playing against. But, as I said, it is what it is, and I wouldn't swap them for your club for anything. So, um, it's onwards and upwards. That's what it'll be for us, you know. Just with, uh, for, for any listeners who don't know, we're talking about the Canvas Land game. Lost, yeah. 10, lost 10-1. Now, you're not the first side to be on the end of a, a heavy scoreline against Canvas Lang this season. We've talked about we've talked about the conference system systems on here several times. What have you made of that conference system, and and how tough is it to to go through games like against some of the clubs, the bigger clubs you've talked about, 
and getting heavy defeats and just having to kind of almost, I mean, is it a case, I know we've talked specifically about Royal Albert and you're saying it's a transitional season, but it must be tough when you're taking 10-1 beatings like that, when you're having, when you're having a fight like you've had, when you're losing points at the bottom of the table. I think this is the second, the third system that they, 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 they voted on or they've done before, because the other systems is meant to be, they spoke about a region, three regional leagues, remember, by the club, they talked about Ayrshire, Glasgow and Lanarkshire, which to me would have been better in the COVID situation, that means you're not travelling about, but that, that didn't come to anything. And then we had uh, the other leagues that we started with, you know, that we started with last season and a continuation of them. It is what it is. See, at the end of the day, I'll revert back, and I, I don't like this, well, I'm going to, I'll revert back to what the juniors was like. All the teams will find their own level. And that's what, that's, that's just the way it is. Teams will find their own level and you'll get the better teams going up and then you'll get the odd surprise teams going up there and doing something and all the rest of it. And then you'll get the teams who maybe get somebody that comes in and pumps some money into them and they start shooting the way up. But everybody will find their own level, you know, um, within the next two or three seasons, two seasons, I would say, everybody will find that. It's not so much, I feel it, um, obviously I'm disappointed, nobody wants to go home and say they get beat 10-1, you know, um, but it's more for the boys' sake, because they put their heart and soul into the game, you know, they try their best and all the rest of it, and they're gutted when they come off. They've got pride as well, you know, they've got a pride in what they do, and they don't want to get home they're out for a pint on Saturday night. How'd you go on? 10-1. Well, again, 10-1. And that's the problem you have is keeping the boys motivated and keeping them interested and in, in, in saying things will change, things will change. But at the end of the day, it's the boys that'll need to change it. I can't change it. And it's, so the, they'll need to learn. This is what they're here for, to learn. If they, if they don't learn after watching the good teams, then they're probably playing the wrong level of football. You know, because you've got to learn quick at this level. You know, you've got to be on the ball, sort of thing. Um, but I would be more upset if they chopped it every game and they just went, nah, I'm not bothering my shot. But there's still guys making 50, 60 yard runs to come back the way. There's still guys trying their heart. Our goalie was the best player in the park on Saturday. You know, it could have been, it could have been like, um, what do you call that? 20 over cricket. <laughs> the score is there. <laughs> if it hadn't been for Connor. And he's been like that all season. He's been brilliant all season. You know, so that's a bonus for me. You know, he's only 18, 19 year old. And he has, he's been brilliant for us, you know. Um, but as I said, it is what it is. But as, I, as long as we can see an improvement and in, in things like that, then once next season comes and they start the new leagues, we'll be in a, a, a league where we'll be playing teams more at our own level and our own um, what do you call it, financial level and things like that as well, which then will be a fair reflection on how we're getting on, you know, rather than just now you're playing maybe, and I don't mean any harm in your mains, but your mains one week and then you're going playing Cambridge Lang Rangers the next week. So you're going for, you know, one level of that to the, to the next and, and things like that. I'm sure your mains think about it and are doing that as well. There's other teams, I've looked, I've looked at the other set uh, conferences as well. So there's quite a few teams are cast adrift in some of the leagues. You know, so there is that disparity about the leagues and all the leagues. You know, you can see the better teams coming to the top. You know, um, I've noticed as well the new teams coming into leagues have done really well. St. Caddox, Chapel, you know, all these teams have, have done really well since they come in. And I like the new te- I love the new teams in the league. I think it freshens it up when it makes it, you know, a lot better. If you think of Gap Cairn and Ross Vale, how well they've done. And that just shows you the time they put into it. 
So I, I like the new. A lot of people don't like it. Don't bring bring new teams in, but I love the new teams in the league because it's something different, you know. Um, but we'll get there. I, I've I've no no qualms about it. I know we'll get there. We've done it before and we can do it again, you know. Well, you've been there for you've been there for thirty years, as you said, and you've seen the rebuild of so many teams. And as we just alluded to earlier, um, if you've got a nucleus or a squad of of eight, ten, twelve players coming forward next year, and you add on to that, then yep. the experience travels with them. Um, yep. You can see the disparity between budgets uh, within the conferences at the moment. As you say, teams will level themselves out, find leagues they're in, and then once they go into the league, they they're in. It should be competitive, and yeah. that will then generate players who are more eager to come and join you as well, and ah. hopefully progress. Any team that's in there going well, I'm not coming to a team that's on the bottom end of the league. I'm coming to teams in the, in the in the middle to the top end of the league. Yeah, I think it's more appealing. I think what Harden does was staying out of the league for a year. I think that had a big effect on us because before that we won the league 2017. Was it 2017 or 18? Yeah, and then we state we get promoted, which we've never done in eighty odd year, and then we get 81. promoted to the first division, and then we get thing we we stayed in that division, which to me is just as big a success as winning the league. When you look at the division up above us, so we had a kind of stable team, and then players started to drift away. The ones that Jamie brought in, and Jamie moved to Thornwood, and two or three of them went to Thornwood, and that. But we still had the nucleus of a decent team there. But because we, we went out the league for a year, then we lost all these guys and they all went somewhere else and, 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 that, and that as well. So, as I say, that's when we were back to, you know, back to square one again, you know. Um, but, as I said, it is what it is. And we've, we've, we've been there and we've done it before and we'll do it again, you know. Earlier on there, Peter, you mentioned that, uh, that in the West of Scotland League, it's obviously a new setup, but there could still be a lot of improvement. What kind of things were you kind of alluding to there? Well, as I said, obviously the, the disciplinary thing for us, you know, is what happened to us is something that I think that can be looked at and made a bit more sympathetic towards all the clubs. And as I said, not just us. But there's other things as well. You know, in, in my opinion, this is, is my opinion, that the league just gets emails sent down for the SFA and they just pass them out. You know, they just pass them out to all the clubs. And that's it. So when you ask the questions, they just say, well, pair the email or pair this or pair that. You know what I mean? Um, it's especially to do with the, the biggest thing I, 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 I feel of it just now is having no dressing rooms. Right? Just using that as an example. I think having no dressing rooms is absolutely appalling. You're asking grown men to get changed outside. Right? So what had happened at the start of the season, they'd said that all home teams must handle, must offer the, the visiting team dressing room facilities, right? Just as a courtesy thing for that, right? So we played 11 games. We've had one dressing room in 11 games, and that was at Port Glasgow, right? So now we get an email sent out to the other base that really, the league has just realised this. Now we're 11 games, 10 or 11 games into the season, and they're just realising this. Come on. I mean, we can't be the only team that's getting changed outside, you know? Um, and we could change the side because of the COVID, you know, that, that's the reason why we do it. Um, I, I, I just now, and it's okay just now when the weather's all right, but come the bad weather, I, I will not be asking grown men to get changed outside. It's just unbelievable. Imagine you're doing it or drossing in the pouring rain, and you come back out the park into your motor, driving up for your drossing to Lark Hall, you know what I mean? And 
and there should be, you know, they should be pushing it to find out what's happened with the dress rooms. I know it's the government has a lot to do with this, you know, but the SFA are just, they just seem to the SFA just pan them, pass them things down and they just send out all these emails, 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 you know, um, for that. And I just think they need to have a bit, I think, a bit more guidance from them, a bit more assistance on it. You know, it's the same with the, the um, what do you call them, the COVID things when you've got to, you've got to, if you've got more than seven players down with COVID, then you send in these things, you know, the COVID bleep things they've got and all the rest of it, you know. Um, but there's teams going off with COVID with three or four players that I know of, and they've just said they've had COVID, and they've only had, they've only had three or four players down with it. And they've got, an, they've got under 20, 20 teams behind them as well. Things like that, and it's just, you know, but I suppose as well, to be fair, and to, as you, the devil's advocate, it's a new league, so we're finding our feet in the new league. So it might be a wee bit unfair of me just to criticise them just now, because we're only into the first season of it. But I just hope it's whole, that it's, sorry. it's whole new times, whole new league, yeah, whole new times. Aye. Aye, I, I agree with you. I mean, it is, and as I said, maybe a wee bit unfair of me to do that, but I just hope that they're open for it and we, we can move forward. Because that was always the old thing about the juniors. They, would, they were dinosaurs. They wouldn't change. They wouldn't do this and they wouldn't do that. And that's why the, the juniors kind of fell away. Because people were getting fed up with the same old, same old all the time. You know, so that's why we moved to this shiny, all shiny, all dancing, new fancy league. Um, well, I think that's, I think, I think, I think that's, isn't it? It's, it can't be same old, same old. It's, no, no. It's, 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 it's new, it's new, it's new. So I think, um, again, we've used this word numerous times, devil advocate. It's a case of let's just yeah. let things settle down, let things get back to normal. And hopefully this year, it may be a testing year, a trial year. Mm-hmm. And then next year, next season might be a, a bit more bit more formatted. Yeah, but I think as well, to be fair, people like myself and other clubs who have got issues, they need to speak up about them. There's no point me telling you about them because you can't change it. It's got to go no. and, and say to the league, can you tell me about this? Is this something? And then at the AGM, then they put forward their motions and things like that as well so that we can get our point across. You know, And maybe that's not been happening because... Folk, I think this year a lot of clubs were just saying, "Look, just get it started. I don't care what we do. Just get the just get the, the league started so we can get back to playing football." And I think that was a lot of clubs thought that just just get us back playing football. So maybe for back next year, then the clubs can sit down and say, "Well, we've been doing a year. What can we do?" And it's all to make it better. It's not to make it easier for the clubs or easier for Royal Albert. It's to make it make it better for everybody. So we've well, got a league. Here's a suggestion. Here's a suggestion. I know uh, before the Premier League started back, there was a there was a group chat and there was a couple of Zoom calls between the the managers having conversations regarding what they want to do going forward. Did the club want to play that? Prior to the to the AGM for the new West of Scotland League, would it not be um, I don't know uh, prudent for all the chairmen or committee members or one representative from each club maybe to have a, a chat prior to going to the AGM to say, well, this is what we're going to come forward with, this is our proposal, so that you're coming from the the, the, the sort of same song sheet to say, well, yeah. this is what we want. And if you're a member's organisation, then it's the members who influence the decisions and the regulations that are made for it. Yeah, oh, no, I agree with you 100%. But a lot of clubs, a lot of people, they just don't want to get involved in that type of thing. You know, the, the status quo is the status quo and that's it. 
you know, and even for the benefit of their own club and, well, and, and so. as a unity. I, I think so as well. And now it might be because of the, the way the juniors went, where I know for a fact that a lot of them said, "What's the point?" You know, if they put some, it was, "What's the point?" And that was one of the things they said about the committee at the juniors. What's the point? You know, because it'll never get changed. What's the point? The dinosaurs will throw it out, as they used to say. As you say, it's a, a new, it's a new league, so it, it may be that. This is this is as you said, it's a way forward for us for next year. And I, I agree with you hundred percent. It is a new it is a new league. There will be mistakes made. There'll be things that went right as well. It's not all bad news. It'll be things that went right as well. And uh, as you say, maybe at the end of the season we can just maybe get together and just say, right, what 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 do we what are we looking for here? What can we make better for this for the sake of everybody? You know? Um but again you need the majority of clubs to get involved in that. You know? Um because I was never a great believer in this league. I mean, I must admit, I'll put my hands up. I'm a junior man through and through, as you know. As I've said, junior about 18 times a day. <laughs> but I was, because in, when they set this league up, there was nothing in for Royal Albert. This league was set up for Oakenleck, for Cumnock, for Beath, to get their licence to go and join the Saint of it. And they can dress it up all they like, you know. That's why this league was set up because we are going to be playing the teams we played five years ago in a couple of seasons' time. So it's, there's nothing in it for us, you know. Okay, it's semi-professional or professional as they want to call it. Royal Albert are not a professional club. We are a junior club who do our best to to, to do what we do, you know. And as much I mean, we're never going to apply for a license, you know, or things like that. We want to be as we've got our own ambitions, what we want to do. But primarily, this league was set up for these teams and to the higher up teams, and you can see that with the ones that have applied and got their their licences and things like that as well. And good luck to them, you know, good luck to them. But um, and I think a lot of junior a lot of junior teams thought that at the time with meetings at Hamden about it, what's in it for us. But again, when people started drifting away for the juniors one by one, you had no option but to leave the juniors and join the West of Scotland. So that's why. As I say, we've got to make it the best league we can. And we've all got to join in and contribute to the league to make it the best league we can for everybody, not just for the bigger teams, as I said there, but for all the teams, you know. Because Auchinleck were like Royal Albert at one time. You know, Auchinleck weren't always one of the best junior, the, the best thing with teams in Scotland. Auchinleck were the same as Royal Albert at one time. So everybody starts at the bottom and works their way up. It's just how you get there, you know, and, and things like that as well. So... I, as I said, we'll give it a season and, and see how it goes. But um, I, it's, I agree with you, Des, as you're right, what you said. Hi, I'm Craig McEwen. I'm the St Caddock's manager, and you're listening to Down the Divisions. Now, for anyone wondering about what happened in the last round of fixtures, you need worry no more. Tapeport's head of communications, Pete McAlaney, is here with all the scores. Starting in Tier 5, in the Highland League, Devon Vale 3, Strathspey Thistle, nil. In Vivere Locos, 3, for Martin United, 1. Keith, nil, Clashnacudden, 3. Nairn County, 2, Forest Mechanics, 2. Rothis, 1, Wick Academy, 1. Tariff United, nil, Lossiemouth, 2. And now, the Lowland League. Bowen United 3, East Stirlingshire 
3. Bonnie Rig Rose 3. Berwick Rangers 0. Civil Service Strollers 1. The Spartans 2. Del Beauty Star 3. Gretna 2008 1. East Cobride 0. Cumbernauld Colts 2. Edinburgh University 4. University of Stirling 4. Vale of Leaven 0. Galaferidine 8. Tier 6 in the North Caledonian League Bonner Bridge 3 St Duthus 2 Hallkirk United 5 Nairn County A 2 Inverness Athletic 1 Loch Ness 4 Now the North Region Super League Aberdeen East End 2 Hall Russell United 1 Ellen United 4 Bankery St Ternan 4 Hermes 8, Montrose Rosalie 1, Nairn St Ninian 2, Maud 2, Devonside 1, Bridge of Don Thistle 4, Colony Park 1, Cooter 2, and the North Region Junior FA League Cup first round, Dice 1, Banks of OD 5. The Midlands League. Arbroath Victoria, nil. Dundee Violet, nil. Blair Gowrie Juniors, 1. Dundee North End, 2. Beacon Victoria, 2. Dundee Downfield, 1. Verity Athletic, 1. Lockheed United, nil. Dundee St James, 3. Forfer United, 2. Letham, 3. Carnoustie Panmure, 3. Lockheed Harp, nil. Dundee East Craigie, 6. Now, the East of Scotland Premier Division. Camelon Juniors 3, Blackburn United 4, Crescate Primrose 4, Hellebeath Hawthorne 1, Inverkeeving Hillfield Swifts 1, Dundonald Bluebell 1, Jeanfield Swifts 2, Socky Juniors 1, Worthian Thistle Hutchinson Vale 3, Tynecastle 1, Luton Grange Star 1, Pennycook Athletic 2. Trinent Juniors 3. Musselburgh Athletic 0. Whitehill Welfare 1. Dunbar United 0. And now the West of Scotland Premier League. Beath Juniors 3. Coburnie Ladeside 1. Clyde Bank 0. Pollock 2. Cumnock Juniors 2. Auchinleck Talbot 3. Cumbernauld United 1. Kirkintalk Rob Roy 4 Darvel 2 Harrowford United 4 Glenafton 1 Bonnington Thistle 0 Irvine Meadow 1 Co-winning Rangers 3 Hargs Thistle 3 Benburb 0 Rosvale 2 Trin 0 Brother Glen Glencairn 3 Blantyre Victoria 2 and the South of Scotland League Abbeyvale 4 Caledonian Braves 1 Creetown 0 Newton Stewart 5 Strunrar 2 Mid Addendale 3 Three Rovers 6 Nisdale Wanderers 0 Upper Annandale 0 Loch Mabin 1 Wigtown and Blanach 1 St Cuthbert Wanderers 8 
now into Tier 7 in the North Region 1st Division. Aberdeen University 1, Stonehaven 7, Dufftown 3, Longside 2, Fraserburgh United 2, Sunnybank 1, Stonywood Park Vale now, Bukhaven Hearts 1. The East of Scotland 1st Division, Conference A, Craig Oyston 2, Weath Athletic 3, Edinburgh United 1, Dooney Pace 2, Kennaway Star Hearts 4, St Andrews United 1, Kirkcaldy and Die Start now, Thornton Hibbs 2, Ormiston now, Haddington Athletic 3, Tweedmouth Rangers now, Coldstream 2. And now, East of Scotland 1st Division Conference B, Heriot Watt University 2, Stirling University 1, Canoe 1, Lincarty 0, Lochore Welfare 4, Lochgelly Albert 0, Nubra Juniors 0, Oakley United 6, Preston Athletic 5, East Houses Lily 0. And now, the West of Scotland Conference A. Arthurway 5, Johnson Borough 2, Forth Wanderers 6, Luger Boswell Thistle 2, Girvan 1, Bells Hill Athletic 5, Glasgow University 3, Craig Mark Bantonians 0, Irvine Victoria 1, Les Mahago 5, Mabel 4, Muirkirk 3, Selkirk Victoria 2, Mary Hill 4, Shots Bonacord 3, Wetlands Victoria 1. The West of Scotland Conference B. Ardeer Thistle 3, Newbens United 2, Ashfield 2, Thornywood 4, Canvas Lang Rangers 10, Royal Albert 1, Dovey Thistle 1, Carlock Rovers 2, Glasgow United 0, Kellow Rovers 0, Greenock 1, Gart Cairn 0. St Caddox 4, Port Glasgow 0. And the West of Scotland Conference C, Ardross and Winton Rovers 1, Larkhouse Thistle 1, East Cobride Thistle 2, St Anthony's 0, Lanark United 3, Peters Hill 4, Neilston 2, Drumchapel United 1, St Rocks 5, Wishaw 1. Now Tier 8 in the North Region 2nd Division. Forest Thistle 1, Glentanner 1, Isleville 5, New Elgin 0, Newmacker United 4, Cruden Bay 3, White Hills 4, Burghead 3. The East of Scotland 1st Division Conference X. Faultows United 0, Whitburn 9. Pumperston 1, Livingston United 1. And now the West of Scotland, Division 4. BSC Glasgow 2, Campbelltown Pupils 3. Harmony Row 3, Finnert 4. Kilsyth Athletic 5, Glenvale 1. And lastly, one match from the Macaran Scottish Junior Cup first round. Cooper Angus 0. Yoker Athletic 2 
Hello, my name is Willa Kinnebra, manager of Gap Cairn. You're listening to Down the Divisions. Royal Albert Club Secretary Peter Higgins is on the show this week. Well, believe it or not, um, Royal Albert has actually been around longer uh, without Peter Higgins than with Peter Higgins. As, as, as uh, amazing as that kind of uh, sounds, uh, the, the, the club were actually formed in 1878 when two Larkhall pit sides joined together, I believe. You can, you can correct me on this, uh, Peter. Oh, you're right. You're right. Uh, the pits were owned by Captain Johns, who named the club after his boat, the Royal Albert. Uh, the club spent over 50 years in senior football, played in the Scottish Cup 20 times. And, I mean, I've missed the trick here, Peter. This would have been a great down the division's decider question. A Royal Albert player, James McLuggage, was the first player to score a penalty in Scottish football in 1891. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of history in this club, isn't there? You know, people... Oh, people People look at this club and see the club sitting where they are right now, falling hard times. But there's, there's like so many in in uh, the West of Scotland League, you know, it's very easy to forget just where these clubs have been and then the history they've got. And, and Royal Albert is 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 one of those for 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 certain. Oh yeah, I mean, as I say, that's and well, unfortunately, we've had to move out of Lark Hall. We play up at Stonehouse now, up at Stonehouse Violets Old Park, and and that's been a a, a bad thing for us as well. You know, because we're a lot call team and the people in Stonehouse wouldn't come out and support the Violet. So they're not going to support a team for a lot call. So obviously that's that's a, a disadvantage to us. But that was when, to under, like understand what happened, was the council um, built the new lot call academy on the old Robert Smiley Stadium. So that's when we had to move. So we went and shared with lot call Thistle, you know, for about four or five seasons, which was brilliant. You know, it was really good because a lot of the guys that went to see the Thistle when they were playing away would come and see us. So we're getting a decent wee turn at the gate. We're getting a wee the good facilities at the other wee social club and a wee thing. So it was great. And then um, we moved. Um, that that deal finished. About, I think it was four or five seasons and that deal finished. And then the only other place we could go was Stonehouse. You know, and we are where we are just now. You know, it's, it's, it's not been great for us up, up at Stonehouse, you know. The crowds have been, as I said to you, it's uh, minimal. As I said, sometimes we've not got enough gate money to pay the referee, you know. Um, but it is what it is, you know. Um, but as I said, that's another. You were asking me earlier on why I don't, why I don't chuck it. Well, there's a over a. Well, we started back in the juniors in 1928. So in six years' time, seven years' time, we're going to be a hundred year old just for the juniors. So that's my aim to keep there until nine, until 2028. That's my. It's not the juniors anymore, Peter. <laughs> no, well, Pierre, I had I had it worked. Sorry, sorry, you went off your funny. You went off your funny. I heard was blah 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 there. I remember <laughs> hearing. From 1878 being founded, from now you've played from Stonehouse. You're 143 years old. You must yeah. be one of the oldest clubs in Scotland. Yeah, but we went out the game for a year. Okay, alright, 142. <laughs> no, we went out the game in nineteen twenty, the end of nineteen twenty-six season. And then we went from a senior club to a junior club in nineteen twenty-eight. So that's us. Right. We're a hundred year old, and you're right. What you're saying we're, we're, we're like a team, a good age. The team is a, it's um, they won the old Scottish qualifying cup and all these other things. At that time, the seniors was the same as professional teams now. You know, at that time, you know, um, and they do have a lot of history. You know, in Lark Hall itself, there's probably 
all have a family. Every family in Lark Cole's got somebody who's played for either the Thistle or the Albert. You know, and it used mm-hmm. to be that country, that that um, local derby, and you used to get thousands and thousands at the games. You know, whether it would be at the Robert Smiley or whether it be at Gasworks Park. They, I mean, the crowds were un, unbelievable. They used to get down there, you know. And but as I said, it, it is what it is now, you know. And but as I said, that's another reason why we keep it going is because there's so much history, and I don't want to lose that history in my watch, you know. Um, the people I've I've been trying two or three times to get more people involved, and everybody comes up to you and say, "Oh, you're doing a great job, and uh, and I can help you. With, just give me a shout." So then you go and you go and give them a shout. Oh, I, I can't make it today. I've just if you'd said to me yesterday about it, I could, you know, and things like that. So you, but I'm sure it's it's the same with everybody. It's the same with all clubs. You know, if you're pollocks or you're doing well, or you're winning cups. There's guys standing queuing up miles just to to come and help you. You know. But sometimes, as I've always said, you're better with a small committee who know what they're doing than a big committee who just sit about with a shirt and tie on waiting for everybody else to do it, you know. And that's what Donald and I am. Without Donald, I couldn't do it without Donald, Donald Campbell. He just couldn't do it without him, you know. Um, but as I say, the two years, we wire into it and get it done. And we know we're, we're, we don't pay money to the boys, but what we try and do the best for them what we can with their kit and their tracksuits, their expenses, the physios and things like that. So we try and do the best we can to make it as professional as we can under the circumstances, you know. And as I say, that's and that's another reward that we get when you see the boys going out, they're all nice turned out, they're getting these tracksuits, all that. And, and to me, that's a big thing as well. I'm a, I'm a traditionalist. I hate scruffy, you know, folk out with different t-shirts on it, warm up and all the rest. I know it doesn't happen a lot, but it used to when we started. Um but and so as I say that's that's why we, that's why we do it. So um I think you've got to set standards and expectations. It doesn't matter it what kind of money you pay. Yep. Of course you do. That's that's it. I mean you set the standards and if you do work hard and you put everyone into the club, then the boys follow you. And they see the your young boys see what Donald and I do and Stuart and the coaches do. And then they just take it on for there, you know. Um and, and, and that's it. You know, as I said to him, we've never had a bad boy at our club. You know, someday you would think, Oh, I wish we never had we've never had that at our club and I'm, I can all I can say that in my hand and my heart, we've never had anything like that, you know. Um so because when we what we do is we sell season tickets, they call it the hundred club. And we've got ex players for like Tenerife, Australia, Canada, America sending money out to buy a season ticket. You know? So I think that tells you a wee bit about the history of the club and how what people think of it as well, you know. How how, how did it all start for you then, Peter, with the club? What was that kind of day that you've uh, that changed your life and took and saw the club take over your life? Well, there was a there was a, a guy called Stevie Martin in Larko, and he used to run a a Sunday morning team called the Venue. Now the Venue was fully ex juniors, ex junior players. They played on a Sunday morning, and they were one of these teams that. They would beat the teams in it twenty nothing, and you know the, you get the team that's in the league and nobody can touch them. So the the guys that were on the committee, the old Albert, were ready to pack it in, and it was only left by a couple of guys, um, Ross Ross Stevens and Billy Milson. So what I thought was, uh, 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 Stephen Martin had said to me, "Do you fancy coming to help me with the the Albert?" I goes, "I already, I don't mind. I'll, I'll come down." And that was what, over thirty years ago. So that team went to went en masse and joined the Albert, where the new Royal Albert for at that time, I think they finished fifth or fourth in the league their first season. 
because they're, they're really, really good team. And they were wasted in a Sunday morning, you know what I mean? They were, it was no, it wasn't enjoyable. You're winning all that, you know. It's just no, it's just no enjoyable when you're doing that, you know. So that's what happened. And then he, Stevie, lasted a, a year. No, no, even that, but three quarters of a season, and he disappeared, and he never came back for somebody. I, I still don't know why he done it. So then I took over the team uh, to the end of that season, and then we got another guy, we got another couple of boys in to run the team. And there was a guy, uh, McDade, what is it? I can't remember what his name is. Anyway, he, he, he came in and we were playing the Edinburgh United in the Scottish Cup and we were getting beat 2 nothing at half time and he walked out the dressing room and never came back. So, oh. <laughs> you know. Never a dull moment. Never a, never a dull moment. Aye, and, and that was uh, Andy McDade. Andy McDade, sorry, that was his name. He played with Blanter Vicks and Blanter Celtic and Andy was a, you know. But anyway, and then with the, the guys that he brought in, Ian McCluskey and John Mc, they took her, and you know, and it's it's just a matter. They were there for 13, 14 seasons, you know. Um, but as I said, that that's how I get started with it, you know. And then once it gets into you, that's it. Was that sorry? Was that administrative side, or was that the, were you coaching back then as well? I was doing both. Yeah. Um, Bally Milson was the secretary. So I was more doing the coaching, helping with the coaching side of things. Bully would do the thing with me, and I took her to Bully, you get me a bit older. And I took her the secretary's job about 20 odd years ago, 22, 23 years ago. Um, uh, Bully passed away about four or, well, about five or six years ago, Bully. Um, but Ross Stephen, he's still here, he's still a delegate, he still goes to the meeting, the old, the old, the old meetings they used to have. So, but Ross, can I take a back seat now? Um, I, so that, that's, that's, so now I just do a wee bit of whatever I need it. That's me, you know, wash the strips on a Saturday night. That's it. Do you? I mean, Des, Des, you've, you've refereed and, and now you've uh, you've coached down down in the lower leagues. I mean, you must have seen a lot of guys like Peter that without their hard work and diligence and obsession, that club wouldn't exist. No, absolutely not. Um, certainly at Renfrew, where um, some of my local team, I know guys that have been there for for 30, 40, 50 years through their whole obsession. It's a it's a labour of love. Um, and certainly at, at Coburnie, um I, I couldn't praise Ian McDonald enough, the, the club president. He when he's when he's not away working, he's he's there twenty four seven. He's doing everything and other committee members as well. Um the clubs clubs like that can't survive and whether you're at the top end or the bottom end, um it's all about money that's coming in and, and the the, the progress that you're trying to put forward for the club. So no, um, see certainly as I've said on here previously, when Martin and I decided that our time was up in the committee as well, it was a, a mutual a mutual agreement. Um, I would never have anything to say bad about a guy who puts their heart and soul into a club and provides what they do because clubs don't survive without the without the volunteers and they're yeah. not taking they're not taking they're not taking a brown penny from it. So. No, it's uh it's very much appreciated, uh, and certainly more now they'll get a, another insight to it. Uh, yeah. Clubs with clubs with Peter's doing, Coburnie, Renfrew, Canvas Lang, any club in the country, look, they they wouldn't survive without the generosity and the time that these guys put in. Yeah, I think I think you're right, Des. I think there's a I mean, nearly every every club in, in in Scotland has got one or two people like that. Who their clubs couldn't couldn't run beside. I mean, we've got Huey Caird down at Larkaw Thistle. Uh, you've got Andy McDade at Blanter Vicks, who've been there for years. You've got the McKenna's at, 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 at uh, the Ants. You know, all these guys. And it's not just the football, it's, it's 
they're like a family. It's like a family to them, you know, and the clubs mean everything to them, you know, and, and that's why they do it. You know, they don't do it for the rewards or for, but they do it because it's their club. Just like I said at the beginning, it's 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 our club, and we want our club to be the best it can be, you know. And I think that's where committees have got respect for each other as well. When they yep. when they play a win, lose or draw, you go in, you shake hands, and it's there might have been things happened in the park and. Well, referees never get anything wrong, obviously, but uh, <laughs> they go in and they can they, they can understand one another because they've been in each other's shoes right. and they know I what's think, going on. I think that's something that's, that, that, that COVID has had a big effect on, especially since the games have started now. There's no that going back to the clubhouse for a pint and a wee blather with them. And because yes. everybody's now um, packed up and they're away home. So you, you miss that conversation and you miss that talking and you miss that um, camaraderie. I think that's the word I'm looking for um, that you had before with the junior, you know, where everybody knew everybody and they spoke. But God bless them all, Les, Les Turnbull, it's Shettleson and guys like that, you know, who sadly passed away. And um, there's a whole load of them. There's quite a few of these guys passed away this year through the COVID or through something else. And you, these guys, you can, it's like you mean you can't replace, you know, these guys. These guys are irreplaceable, you know. Not just the, the people are irreplaceable, the persons they are. And also the experience that they've got, you know, and it's just, unfortunately, it's just, it's so sad when these guys, you know, you lose so many of these guys at the, at the, at the time, you know, because there's no many young committees now, you know, they're all guys at a certain age, you know, there, there's some guys come in and out and they drift in and out for a couple of years, then you go away again. But the older guys that have been, you know, well, I'm 63, no, you're no, oh, I'm 63, you don't look it, I know, but I'm 63. <laughs> See, that's what that's what the manager. That's what I'm doing with oil. Don't you talk? To, you talk to yourself the third part, third member. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what I mean. But there's guys like that. I mean, I've been doing it for 30, 30 over thirty years, so I was just thirty when I done it. You know, and that's unusual. You usually get guys, you know, that kind of retirement age or things like that, and they're looking for an interest and things like that as well. So you, we need young guys to come in and with their ideas and things, especially nowadays, like with social media, we. All these different things that's going on, you know, you need the younger guys that are used to these things to come in and, and just freshen things up, you know. Absolutely. We always said that at this moment in time, we're just a, we're just a, a manager of the club and the chairman, president, they're custodians. You want the club to be there 100 years after we've gone, so yeah. we're only we're only bypassing. We're not going to be there forever. And you want that to pass on and somebody else make sure this club's in a better and stronger footing. Right. Well, and years, been, years gone that, when we're away. That's what Donald and I were talking about on Saturday when we came back for Canvas Lang. And we were talking about it. I said, after what happened on Friday, then this, I said, I'm ready to chuck it. He says, you can't chuck it. He says, who's going to take it out? Who's going to take this out? He says, and he said exactly the same thing. We're only custodians. We only look after us to pass it on to somebody else. You know? um, just uh, just, just uh, to finish off, uh, Peter, I just wanted to, um, I know we've mentioned your manager, Stuart Thompson, Yes. Already, but um, I know a few months uh, a few months ago, you put a message out. Uh, Stuart's a fireman. Um, he was attending a house fire and was taken ill and then taken to hospital. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I take it he's okay now. I think yeah, he's, he's fine. He's on the night shift tonight, but um, um, no, he's no, fine. He's, he's um, uh, we told him to take a month off after it happened for obvious reasons. Uh, it was, Mostly to do with smoke inhalation and, and things like that as well. Um, but no, he's, he's, he's fine now, Stuart. You know, he's, he's, um, aye, he's all right, Stuart. You know, he's, he's fine. Um, the, fame, the fame got to his head a wee bit, but we managed, to, we managed to put that fire out. 
you know. Yeah. Was that the fame or the flame? <laughs> Both. He got, a, he, he got a nice, a lovely message for Arthur Newman. Um, huh? um, to say well done. I just noticed on your website this had happened, and he got a lovely message for Arthur Newman saying well done and and things like that as well. So. You, you've obviously had some, you mentioned uh, Jamie Nesbitt earlier on as well. Do you see Stewart being another one of these off the conveyor belt who, who's got a good future ahead of him in coaching? Well, I hope so. Um, Stewart's a different type of person for Jamie. Um, you know, different type of person, different experience. Stewart played with Arco Thistle and some of the, he played with the Albert to start with. It was his first team. I was the manager. Um, I gave him his first game at juniors. Um, but he's a different type of person. Um, Jamie, Jamie was uh, we played with the Albert for what, two or three two or three times, and uh, I could see Jamie was there was something in Jamie. You know, sometimes you see something you think he'd make a right good manager, you know. So because he was quite young when he took care of the Albert job, he was only his, what, late maybe mid thirties. Um, so he was, um, and that's what we said to him. How do you find? And he wasn't too sure and all the rest of it. But as I said, the thing about it is, is we didn't put pressure on him. And we said to him about what I said to you before about the three-year ban. And I think what helped Jamie is when he brought in Chris Dolan. Um, that helped him as well. Uh, Dolsey was quite... He's used to play with better teams than the Albert. And he brought a kind of professional into the director where a draw wasn't, wasn't good enough. And he got that extra out of the players, you know, that wee bit extra. Plus, we had boys there had been with the club eight and nine, ten years as well. And Jamie brought added another two or three players to it, you know. So... Um, no, but Jamie, he's he done brilliant. And he's, he's doing well at Thornywood as well, on, on a, again, on a limited budget, you know, which I knew he would do anyway. There was no doubt that that wasn't a fluke. What he'd done with us, you know. Um, so, but he, he's, he's still a, he's a good friend as well, you know, um, as, as well as, as that as well, you know. So, um, no, I, I just, I, I think he can, he'll go in and do, maybe do bigger and better teams, you know. He'll push himself forward, you know. Hi, my name is David Bakey. I'm the chairman of Tayport Football Club, and you're listening to Downer Divisions. Before we finish up, we'll clear up the Downer Divisions decider, right? Just a reminder. Yeah, just a reminder. This week, I'm looking for the club in SPFL League One or lower that has a leaf on their club badge. One of their former players was a member of the famous five and the only players to have won the league title with three different clubs. The ground is in the vicinity of two SPFL Premiership Club grounds and other ex-players include Hamish McAlpine. Peter, Peter, over to you first. I can see it's on the tip of your tongue. It's on the tip of my tongue. That'll be my brain. <laughs> my brain's falling out of my head here. Um, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't even guess. Um, I don't know. I'll say, I don't know, Partick Thistle. Partick Thistle, Des. You're normally pleased, to be fair. Uh-huh, right. So, the two SPFL clubs and the the Leaf and the Badge, and I know he played junior. Hamish McAlpine? Mm-hmm. Dundee North End? Take, take a bow, Des Roach. That's impressive, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive, uh... Just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed with that. The, uh, the famous five member was, uh, was Gordon Smith. Uh, Gordon Smith won the league with Hibs, Hearts, and Dundee. Uh, the ground is on Fairmuir Street in Dundee, so you've got the Dun, you've got Tanadice and Dens within the vicinity. 
Uh, yeah, as, as you say, it is the Midlands side, Dundee North End. Well, it does. Uh, it was the, it was just it was just I knew McAlpine had played junior and I knew that um, obviously the the two clubs that bit, that was a bit that, that swung it for me. Peter, thanks for for joining us this week and uh, talking so openly and so frankly about what went on last week. Um, we wish you the best of luck for the for the rest of the season. Uh, like I say, appreciate you coming on. Very well done, guys. Thanks very much, guys, and keep up the good work. Right, uh, give Paul all my best when you see him, will you? Certainly will do. Okay, thanks, again. thanks, Peter. Uh, Thanks again to our sponsors, 44 Creative. Go to www.44creativehq.com if you're looking for a photographer, graphic designer, videographer, or video editor. And don't forget, you can get in touch with us with your comments or suggestions for people to speak to, or if you'd like your club's audio featured on the show. Our email address is downthedivisions at gmail.com. That's downthedivisions at gmail.com. Or you can get in touch via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Do leave a comment which helps others find us and subscribe to get alerts when our latest episode is released. Good to have you with us again, Des. Good. Thank you very much. Really enjoyed it. We'll be back next Friday on Down the Divisions. Down the Divisions.